You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith, and today's guest is a black belt who owns Fastidious Jiu-Jitsu located in Palm Bay, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Boniuto. Hey, what's going on, Lamar? What's going on, brother? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Enjoying this day. Get to talk about some jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, first and foremost, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to do an episode with me today. Greatly appreciate it. No problem. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, me too. So, yeah, without further ado, man, if you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. All right. Yeah, so my name is uh, Justin Bonaudo. I started jujitsu in uh, 2006. I received my black belt in 2014. Opened up my own academy in 2017, Fastidious Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, yeah, jiu-jitsu has just been a big part of my life for, for many years now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so what, so what, got, what got you into this sport? Fun, so this is the funniest story ever. I'm uh, coming out of Sam's uh, Wholesale Club, and I seen a handwritten sign that's staked into the ground that says submission, uh, Brazilian submission wrestling. And I'm like, ooh, what's that? That sounds, that sounds cool. I think I want to try Sounds that. exotic. Sounds exciting, Yeah. <laughs> And I, I was I was 29. I was just about to turn 30. And I already had in my head I wanted to get a black belt in something because I've done martial arts like pretty much my whole life, but really never got a black belt in anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I was wanted to do that. Uh, I was kind of on my bucket list. And then when I seen this Brazilian submission wrestling, which ended up being Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you know, I went to my first class, which was here in the Palm Bay Rec Center. You're talking 2006. There there really wasn't a lot of Jiu Jitsu schools. Right. One, you were traveling hours to go train. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to my first class. I cracked a rib. Oh, I said, this is it. This is for me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's a different era, you know, like back then, you know, when you went to a class and there was blue belts in there and purple belts in there and they seen this fresh new white belt come in, you were just like their training dummy for the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I like a little fresh white belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, go a little bit more detail, man. You know, you've been training for quite a while. You know, you're a black belt, so I know you've seen a lot of stuff, witnessed a lot of stuff, especially being a school owner. So Yeah. Yeah, being a school owner is, um, is definitely different. You, you wear a lot of different hats. You know, you're the janitor, you're the advertiser, you're the teacher. Uh, it's a lot like being in the hospitality business. You're trying to keep everyone satisfied and everybody happy. Uh, I've always been into, I've always been an entrepreneur. So I, I was into, uh, uh, you know, being self-employed and being a business owner since like 1999. It's honestly one of the reasons why I was able to probably, you know, get through jujitsu and get my black belt and stuff. Cause I had a lot of time where I can do it. I, I, I noticed for a lot of guys now, like once you have kids, which I had kids then too, you have kids, you have work, you have this, you have that. You know, jiu-jitsu is like kind of on the back burner unless you're like really serious about competing or fighting and and, and you make it a necessity for but for most people it's just a hobby you know mm-hmm. it was a lot of the students you know so yeah, yeah. So, uh, i started with uh, a gentleman called edgar dutra out here at brazilian top team and then i made my way to hanato Tavares of american top team and that's who i got my uh, my black belt from 
Okay. Yeah, some some heavy names right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I also uh, so I owned a ground control kimonos. So I started that probably back in two thousand six. That's actually when I started uh, uh, jujitsu. Uh, so I got to sponsor a lot of like good jujitsu guys. I mean, this is back when you know show your roll was just kind of getting going and. Mm-hmm. Everyone was still wearing like Corral and Atama and stuff like that. So I, I, I started uh, the ground control line and I had guys like uh, mm-hmm. Wagner Hasha uh, and some other guys too wearing the gear. And it, it was it was pretty cool. It was a cool time. Ruben Alvarez and a, a lot of the old school guys. Like Florida is a hotbed for jiu-jitsu. I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, yeah. How much good jiu-jitsu and good guys came out of Florida. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But I see a lot of people starting their own like jujitsu line of like geese and oh, rash yeah. guards and stuff like that, which is which is cool because you know everyone has a unique style or like you know like one guy um, I was talking to the other day he he has a line of rash guards and his rash guards has like the elastic band at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, I'm tired of my belly coming up when I'm rolling, so I got I designed this to make it like this. And I was like, hey, that's a pretty smart idea. Pretty, pretty smart idea. Yeah, I came up a lot with a lot of my own stuff. Like I was uh, like the first guy to make a ripstop jujitsu gi. So I was making them out of 100% ripstop. Uh, and mm-hmm. I still use them to this day. Like I don't wear a traditional like gold weave gi in my academies. It's Florida. It's hot over here. Uh, so I like a, I like a thinner gi. Um, so I, I started making those. Uh, I made some other things too that were pretty cool. I don't really do too much with ground control anymore. I kind of morphed it all over to my, you know, the fastidious jujitsu gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the scene for gear just got way too flooded. Like you get a, an email from Pakistan every day, you know, want to make. Oh it, my it, goodness. It. Yes. Yeah. It's just, you know, anyone can get it now. Uh, Cause we used to like private label for some schools. We would make their, their gear for them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get emails and messages on Facebook constantly from all the time, all, all the, the time. As soon as you it's 2006, everyone always trying mm-hmm. to get me to transfer over. And I'm like, nah, I know I can trust my guy. If he messes up, he's going to, he's going to remake it for me because, you know, a lot of times, you know, stuff comes in and it's, it's not the way it should be. Right. Cause there's like one guy, he reached out to me on uh, Instagram and he's like, you know, telling me about his stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, dude, I just, you know, I just opened up my own place. We're, we're still, you know, building, you know, I'm not in the market for shopping for the type of stuff right now, but, you know, I'll keep you in mind. You know, I didn't tell him no, but I, I, you know, eventually I would like to work with somebody like that. But it was every day, every day. Hey, you know, you, you ready to put your order in? You never told me your sizes. I was like, because I'm not ready to do this yet. Like you making me not want to work with you by pestering me like this. Says, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then, like, two days later, hey, brother, how it's going, man? You know, it's just still, you know, checking in. Da, 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 da. So, I can't tell. I can't remember how many how many of those like people I, I've blocked. Man, it's when you're ready, just man, so you're ready relentless. Man. Yeah, I can set you up with my guy over there, and he'll he'll take care of you. You can trust this guy; he's a good guy. Gotcha, gotcha. So. I've heard a lot of unique names when it came to schools, but Facidius was the like was like a new one to me. So explain. I know you only told me before we started recording, but like, how did that name? How did that name come up? All right. So when I was about to open up my school, I was up in the air over names, and and my brother, which is a graphic designer, he was originally doing my websites and doing my logos for me. 
he started showing me like little templates and uh it had fastidious on there and i thought it was like i don't know if you've ever like made a website and you see all those like weird wording it's just to be like oh this is where words could be i thought it was right. the same thing until i googled it and i see what it meant and i was like oh shit, this is good fastidious attention to detail blah 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 and i asked my brother I'm like, you, you came up with that he's like yeah i think that would be a great name and i'm like i think you're right because everyone's always using like killer this and killer that and shark and you know all this like mean aggressive stuff and yeah and i didn't want to fall into those lines and do that so the fastidious just fit perfectly and what people don't know um you know if you're if you're going from like open up a business school or whatever that is literally the hardest part is trying to find a name because you don't like you said you don't want to fall into the 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 like the graphic or colorful names like you know like i said killer this and da 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 da, da. You want it to be, I guess, more so household, I guess you can say. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, so it's like, you know, because you if you if someone's telling you about their school, especially like older people, and you're like, you know, oh, you know, you know, I train at killer XYZ, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like a ooh, I don't I don't want yeah. to I don't want to go there. But yeah, the hard, yeah, the hardest part, <laughs> well, the hardest part about the school is trying to find a name. And um, like I said, I've, I um, I partnered with someone to open up a spot and me and my um, training partner, we opened up another spot somewhere else. And we were just like, man, we need names. We need names. And he came up with um, a gogi, um, which very, you know, I, I love that name. Um, but you know, for people mean? who don't. So basically a gogi, the way it's spelled is um, A-G-O-G-E which was basically the place where Spartans used to train. Okay. You know, they, they send the kids there, they train, they build that brotherhood, they build that family, they come out, you know, obviously Spartans. But we changed the name from GE to GI to represent jujitsu. So we was like, okay. And then I came up with our, my name, uh, um, Indovu Jiu-Jitsu, which is, you know, just Swahili for elephant because I have a huge love for them and what they stand for. But... I can't tell you how many names I went through <laughs> before I landed on this one. Cause it was just like, I wanted to be able to flow off the tongue. I wanted to have like a strong meaning. I don't want to necessarily fo like follow behind, like, you know, like you said, the sharks or yeah. whatever type of other animal people incorporate with jujitsu with, but I was like, I want something different, unique. And then that's the name that we landed on. And I kind you know, I like it. I love it. I love that's, the names that we great did. Name. Yeah, and it's different too. It all, you know, like uh, I like the names like like show your role. Like when you understand like in jujitsu, oh, show your role. Okay, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, I like those type of names. Right, especially like with the with the podcast and people like oh, you know you you know they find out I do a podcast and I tell them and it's like you know talk your jits. Yeah, it's a play on you know it's a play on. So I was like, I oh, it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's the kind of impact you want when it comes to you know the name. And yeah, like that, your name for your school is very unique. And it's like, oh, it, like I said, it gets you thinking like, okay, this looks like a, you know, like you said, like just some made up word to show like place text, you know, place, yeah. I mean, placement for text. But then, like you said, you get into like the definition of it. It's like, oh, yeah, I like that. It makes sense. Makes sense. So I, I like to be different. So like I yeah. even market myself now. I don't even market myself as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I market myself as American Jiu-Jitsu. That's been kind of the, the 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 talks of in the news, like in the jujitsu world now, like the whole Brazilian jujitsu versus American jujitsu and whatnot. So 
I know, like, what what makes you say, like, you know, American jiu-jitsu versus Brazilian jiu-jitsu? So there's a couple of reasons. One reason mm -hmm. is you have a lot more Americans now that are black belts. Mm -hmm. Second reason is we're putting a little bit different of a twist than the Brazilians put on jiu-jitsu. So you, you got to mm -hmm. think, jiu-jitsu, really where did it come from? Judo. So it's right. heavily judo-influenced, gi-oriented, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now, when I think of American jiu-jitsu, I think more wrestling oriented than judo oriented when it comes to takedown style and i think more no gi than i think of yeah. gi. now like in my school we do 50 50. i do yep. if I do two days gi i do two days no gi uh i also do no gi rules in the gi we heel hook in the gi we do everything oh yeah we, we do it so that to me is kind of one of the reasons why i'm thinking american jiu-jitsu and not you know quote unquote brazilian jiu-jitsu and plus two when you have every other school around you that is promoting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian. I wanted to stick out. So yeah, American Jiu-Jitsu. And I've been, I've been doing that even when I had ground control. I was doing a luchador de Jiu-Jitsu as my kimonos, luchador Americano. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, so I've always even like the old, if you look at my old school vibe for ground control, it was always kind of American flag and, you know, and that mm -hmm. stuff. Gotcha. So I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen ground control uh, before. So I was like, when you kept saying, I'm like, that name sounds... Sounds familiar. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So. yeah. And that's, you know, that's the same for us. Um, we, we started, you know, when we started the, you know, like I said, the name for a school, we didn't want to add just, we didn't want to say Brazilian, uh, Brazilian, Brazilian Jitsu mm -hmm. in the name, because that's not what we, you know, we focus on. Like you said, we do both gi and no gi. We, you know, we, um, teach every aspect of jujitsu from wrist locks to heel hooks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, we both do, like I said, um, I, I love no gi. My, my training partner loves gi. So it's a, it's a nice little hefty balance. That's good. And, you know, we also incorporate other stuff, like you said, judo, uh, you know, you know, Greco-Roman wrestling, um, catch wrestling, all this other stuff to amplify what jujitsu means to us. So that's why we just do, like you said, like you do American jujitsu, we just say jujitsu. Yeah, it's, yeah. More, those, it's more broad. Yeah, yeah. I, and there's a lot of uh, places that uh, that that do that. And I watched that whole uh, flow grappling uh, the American jujitsu documentary where they're like, well, let's just call it jujitsu. I mm -hmm. mean, and, and we probably all could just call it uh, uh, jujitsu. Uh, but I think nowadays, like a lot of people are going to want their own uh, their own spin on it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it started with the Gracies. It went from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. So it's just a matter. I mean, it was just a matter of time before another evolution of it was to was to happen. Have you read the um, Robert Drysdale book, Opening the Closed Guard? No, I have not. I'm going to tell you, it's it's a really good book. And you know, not to take anything away from the Gracies, I, I think you know that's all why we do Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of untold history there that, you know, we just we didn't know about. Uh, and I, I highly recommend reading that book. That book is amazing. The Robert Drysdale opening the closed card. If you haven't, if you're in jujitsu and you haven't read the book, it's a must read. It's a must read. I can't wait till the documentary comes out. Oh, OK, I, yeah, I just looked it up now. Yeah, um, I recently just started getting into like, uh, I guess, books that's uh, like kind of focusing around jujitsu you know I, I read i read and listened to uh breathe you know the uh the, the book by um Renzo, yeah hicks and gracie which was a phenomenal um worth defending by uh richard Bra uh, uh bracer 
he was uh, one of the first American black belts in jujitsu. And, you know, you, you always hear the stories about how the Gracies came over here and how they, you know, how they just made this big shockwave in, in, in jujitsu. And he's giving it, you know, obviously a point from his perspective. And it just like, you know, he goes into more detail about the, you know, about the, the, the dojo storm and the Gracies used to do. Um, how the first, you know, UFC happened and how he had a big contribute uh, contribution to that too. So it's just like a a real big eye opener because it's, it talks some more about stuff outside of just techniques and, you know, how jujitsu works and whatnot. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Pretty good. That's another one I, I definitely I'm recommend. I haven't, I haven't read that one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty dope. And I, you know what? I had this book, this uh, open and close guard on my wish list on Audible, and I just never bought it. Man, I'm, so that's, I'm telling you, man, it's a must read. <laughs> Grab it. Grab it. So it's it's getting it's getting bought. Yeah. As soon as yeah, it's getting bought. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely on that one. Because it's 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 very. I love I love you know learning more about you know not only just jujitsu but a lot of the people who. Was you know that paved the way their mm-hmm. their outlooks and how they handled jujitsu because it was I, I to me like back then it seemed like it was a little bit more cutthroat it was a little bit more like you know you kind of have to go out there and get your hands dirty to prove that this works. Well, I think it was just because it was different, and one of the things that a lot mm-hmm. of people realize what made you know Brazilian jujitsu or Gracie jujitsu different is at the end of the day they were doing judo, and yeah. to beat the judo guys they didn't want to go by judo rules. So what they started doing was using things like the closed guard and stuff. Cause judo doesn't have a closed guard. And, right. and if you are on the bottom in, in judo or on the mat, I think it's like 30 seconds or something like that. And you got to get back up. Mm-hmm. Well, basically it was honestly just a rule set that they were changing uh, to kind of make it their own and, and to be able to compete. I mean, that's, that's what I get from it. When I read the book, I, I almost like to think of it like what Donahair did with leg locks, you know? you know, the rule set, he changed it, you know, and he made it where like, you know, their whole system is, you know, something completely different when you think about it. It's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, it is, but it's way different. I mean, I remember back in the day, man, people would get mad if you did leg locks. Oh, yeah. They would get upset, you know? And I'm like, why? You know, like uh, Dean Lister would say, it's 50% of the body. Why are we not attacking the legs, you know? True, true. Attack everything. Everything, everything. (laughs) Everything. My, my favorite grappler is Wagner Hasha. He's he's my mm-hmm. absolute favorite. And, and and what I like about him is he's just like like you look at like that choke he does. Uh, I think it's the Python he calls where he squeezes your nose, and covers over mm-hmm. your mouth. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. These guys, or he does the mercy lock where he'll, he'll put the mercy hands on you and put you up against the cage and mercy lock you. I'm like, yeah, man, that's the essence of jujitsu. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Take all their limbs and, and try to submit. Yeah. Why, why is something, you know, why is something off the table? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's all fair game. Like, you know, only thing that you can't do is bend fingers, but yeah, small, small know, joint manipulation. Yeah, small joint manipulation, but everything you else can is all four of them now. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, you can you, you can attack all four, but you yeah. know, you gotta yeah, three or more, but <laughs> you can't grab one finger and just which I've had three people do. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember um, we had a new guy, uh, young young athletic guy, uh, started school, and you know we were you know I, you know just going slow, rolling with them and whatnot, and he just 
continuously just kept grabbing my fingers. Grabbing my fingers, um, almost eye gouged me, almost got fish hooked. So I just stopped. I'm like, okay, bro, I need you to calm down. Like, you know, I don't mind rolling with you, but you're you're being a little too reckless. Yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. But then it just seemed like as soon as I said it, we went back to rolling. He went right back at it. So I was like, all right, okay. I was like, you know what? We stopped the roll. And then I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to calm myself down. I'll get him next class. That's what I was thinking to myself. <laughs> like, you know what? I'll roll with him next class. Because on top of that, I was, we was going for, I was going for a hip bump. Yeah, hip bump sweep. And he reaches up, like, mush me in the face and, you know, just slam. Just slam me straight down to the, you know, have my head pinned, boom, slam to the mat. So I kind of, like, saw stars a little bit. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> it was like, no, he was fairly Wait, new. He, just, huh. he, he probably had maybe, like, a month, month okay. under his belt, month, you know, month in class. But you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not going to fight him with anger. I'll just calm down. Next class, blah blah. blah. So I told my teacher, you know, talk to my instructor about it. I was like, hey, just let you know, Thursday, all I'm doing is rolling. And I, I usually don't say that type of stuff. But he was like, all right, do what you gotta do. You know, it's <laughs> like, what can you do? But yeah, next class, man, I had to put it on him. <laughs> Probably one of the worst the worst rear neck chokes I ever put on somebody. Oh, wow. And he was just like, I think he was, he was tapping. I didn't, I didn't feel it, but he tapped, you know, but there was like the last time that he, he came to class, which I felt kind of bad for because I didn't want him to like leave. But at the same time, I was like, dude, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, especially when it's being acknowledged, like, Hey, yo, stop doing that. And you steady doing it. It's like, all right. Nah, nah, I gotta do. Nah, I gotta put it on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that will happen. You know, uh, unfortunately, in this sport, you know, it. Uh, you know, I've had the same. You know, things. You know, happen to me, and I've had teammates where you know it's happened to them as well. Uh, and it's kind of, it's kind of unfortunate, but you know, it, mm-hmm. it's not. Pa- I, I like to tell my students it's not patty cake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's. I mean, but you know, that's one thing that um, that you see, like you you don't like really think about in jujitsu yeah. as far as being like a school owner. Like, how do you necessarily handle stuff like that? You know, how do you that's handle situations one. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hard yeah. one. So, um, the the thing about it is, from a school owner, someone like that could be a cancer into your school. They're going around mm-hmm. their own people, which makes people can't where they can't train. If they can't train and they don't want to have memberships. Right. So, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, kind of uh, get rid of that as soon as, as soon as you see it, you either got to talk to them. And then if, you know, if it's something that keeps happening, then unfortunately, you, you know, you have to uh, get rid of them as a student, you know, ask them, you know, try to find another place for you to train or so on or so forth. And I've had that issue. Uh, not that much, thankfully, but uh, yeah, thankfully, chances where you know we've had to you know ask people you know to uh, to quit that you know um, you know you're you're just getting a little too crazy, a little bit too wild. I just don't think this is for you, or at least my place is not for you. Right. Yeah, that's one of those unspoken things about being a school owner. Um, like you said, you wear so many hats, mm-hmm. and 
and you know, sometimes you don't get to wear the hat of a jujitsu practitioner. <laughs> you know, you go like you said, you have to be school owner, you have to be janitor, you have to be a uh, secretary, you have to be this, you have to be that, and that's you know, those are the type of things that um, I, I I I dread having to to do because these people that come to school, you you grow a bond with them, regardless if they're there for a day, a week, or a month, and you like. Mm, now I gotta tell you, you gotta go. Because well, like, you know, that's the that yeah. those that those are like the embarrassing ones where you have to like go to one of the students and be like, "Hey, man, I've had people complain that the, the gi just it stinks, man. You just you gotta you washing this thing, you gotta wash it every day, you know, or you gotta yeah, maybe you're doing some manual labor outside, and you're coming into the gym, you gotta maybe shower before you come to the gym, you know, yeah." So yes, those are sometimes some uncomfortable situations that you have to deal with as an owner. Yeah, because I I remember we had one white belt. He was a you know he was a heavier set guy, and he just reeked. And you know when one day we rolled and it seemed like I could not get the stench off of him, <laughs> like him off of me, and it drove me nuts for like three days because it was like it. it it's, it felt like it was embedded in my skin. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> um, you know, I you know, I was like, as soon as I got home, I you know, I washed my gi, everything, and it just like for some odd reason, like, I just kept this scent was just like right here. I'm scrubbing my face, and like it's just, I, it just could not go away. But yeah, it's it's like you know, you 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 know, you you know, obviously you don't want to embarrass these people. No, you no, no. Be like, and you don't want your students say anything to him, but like, yeah, it's like, hey, dude, gotta get that under control. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't do it. I, I delegate, so I have one of my black belts. <laughs> Pull rank real quick. <laughs> one of my black belts, and he, he, he always, I always tell him, like, dude, you gotta do this for me. And he's like, come on, man. <laughs> so that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. He's gonna know exactly. Yeah, man. He's gonna know exactly who, who I'm talking about. Uh, so, um, so how many, so how many um students do you like you currently like have? It's kind of like right, about number. Yeah, right now. So I did have uh, the two academies, and I just went down to one. Okay. And, uh, my academies are smaller, so they're not big academies. They're only about like my ones, like maybe 1,800 square feet. My other one was 1,300 square feet. So we hover around 150. Nice. See, everyone's everyone's example of a small school is so different. Like, ah, it's not that big. Oh, just two hundred students. Like, that is a lot of people. I mean, granted, you have like multiple classes, but yeah. I mean, there's some schools. I Man, I got friends that have like you know three hundred, four hundred students, but they also have big academies, seven thousand square feet. You know, you they can have multiple classes going on at one time. Jeez. Uh, you know, what my dream, small, right? You know, to be honest with you, not really, not for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, not for me. Um, I I would rather have like the smaller school. Uh, this is my goal anyway. The smaller school, I want to push, you know, guys that you know that are good out, you know, competing and stuff like that. Uh, you know, make enough money in the gym to have the gym, you know, uh, be able to survive and, and make money. And that's it. I'm I'm happy. You know, because there's other things that I'll, I will do besides jujitsu. So for me, it's not just like I'll just do jujitsu, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I come from an entrepreneurial background where I've had many of other businesses. Um, I can do something else. I don't, I don't like sometimes when you go to these schools and they've got like, you know, like I said, three, 400 schools and, and it, it misses that intimacy of the school. Like, you know, you know, yeah. everybody. And I like that. I like to like, we have conspiracy theory Fridays, like where we go on a no gi Friday night and we wouldn't even train. We'd be talking about conspiracy theories. Like we're like 10th planet jujitsu. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Bravo talking about chemtrails. And that's what I like. I, I like that, that I, I don't want to get away from that, you know? For me, it's not it's not all about, you know, the money. Uh, yeah. Schools, when it starts to get all about the money, it's it, it gets to be ridiculous, you know, and I, I don't want. That. Yeah, I was I was very, very fortunate to land in a school where my instructor, he you know, he has multiple businesses. So like, you know, running the school was more so like a hobby of his, you know, yeah. something he just he's like, yeah, as long as the doors are open, I'm good. Yep. You know. And, you know, then, like you said, you look at these schools where it's like, yeah, we charge you, you know, we, we charge you for everything. You know, you got, you got uh, contracts you have to sign. You got, uh, you know, you get, you have to pay for your promotions. You have to pay for this. You have to pay for that. And it's like, and then it's like, you think about that type of stuff. And then you like, man, if you get, if you, I mean, obviously in the business uh, aspect of it, it sounds good where you got like, you got 10 people, 10, 20 people that's, you know, paying tuition and then they're paying for all this other extra stuff on top. It's like, hey, man, like, dude, where's the passion at? No, no. It, I mean, obviously, you know, for a lot of people, it, it, it's it's a business, you know, and it's like any other business, just how you support yourself and your family. So you, you have to have, you know, fees and make money. Um mm-hmm. Contracts are weird. You know, I, I, we've been through the phases uh, where I was doing them and then I stopped doing them. Now I just do like, just give me 30 days notice, you know, at least let, you can't let me know right before your payment to do that. You know, you want to quit, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I do some time. So give me 30 days. That's all I ask for now is 30 days notice, which I think is fair. It's fair for mm-hmm. me as a business owner and it's fair for you as the student. Right. Uh, yeah. A lot of schools, especially different martial arts schools, like Cause I get it all the time. Like, like uh, let's say like, you know, another a different discipline. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but a different discipline down the road. One of their students will call and be like, Oh yeah, I'm in the, the black belt club. What's that? Well, I gotta, I gotta stay until I get my black belt. And it's like $250 a month. I'm like, what? Oh, and I, I get it, man. I get it so much. It's unbelievable. Some of these other disciplines have these weird, weird, like black belt club stuff and these weird contracts. And I think of jujitsu, the most I've ever seen is one year. I've seen some ridiculous stuff. I don't know if you came across that yet, but yeah, that's the craziest thing I've heard so far. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I mean, I've heard of like, you know, like the, you know, two, three, or like the three to six month contracts and stuff like that. But having someone locked in for what, um, six to 10 years? Well, it depends. Some of these disciplines now, you can get a black belt in like two. In like two hours. <laughs> you're not. You're not going eight years, ten years, whatever. You know. You so granted, in three years, you're going to get the black belt. But still, though, you know, to lock somebody into a, a, an agreement saying that you know, hey, you got to get your black belt with me, otherwise, you got to you know pay me all this money is is crazy. And people do it all the time. It's weird. I mean, if they don't know, then yeah, you, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's not like, you know, people go around, you know, shopping for school to school. Like I think people should, like you just, you shouldn't always just, you know, just land on the first place you, you know, you, uh, you, you go to. Cause I even tell people that that comes to my school because I, I love being transparent. You know, I love, 
being, you know, just open up, you know, open up is like, hey, you know, somebody come in and they like they want to try it. I'm like, yeah, dude, try it. You know, you have a week trial. Um, you know, try it out, see what you see how you feel. I don't lock you into no type of contracts. If you, you know, you pay monthly. Um, I'm not the type to be like, yeah, you got to pay three months up front, so on and so forth, you know, because who 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 knows what's gonna happen in a couple months. Because I've seen it happen in our, you know, in our school, somebody paid three months in advance because they're like, yeah, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be committed. And it's like, okay. And then they disappear. It's like, all right. We don't know what, I mean, we still don't yeah. know what happens to this person, but you know, stuff like that happens. It does. So, I, you know, we, you know, we sell like a yearly deal and uh, you know, I, I hate to see it, but sometimes they'll come three months and that's it. They're done. And you're like, wow. Like I know if I'm paying a year for something, I'm going every day. Till that I'm showing up some right? way. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to send somebody else in there and video it for me. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah, Zoom, FaceTime, something. Yeah. I need to, okay. I need my presence yeah. in this building if I'm paying a year up front. Like, yeah. <laughs> it got to, it got to. Yeah, that's, that's wild. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it is a business. A business. It's a business. Yeah. This is some people definitely uses as a means to you know you know uh provide for their families yeah, for so sure. not knocking them but mm, i couldn't do it for sure and and I, see i think i mean you can do that with this business it, it, you can 100 but mm-hmm. there, you got a lot of spare time in this business too where you could get into other things you know right. you got, what's the average instructor really teach you got maybe a morning class during the morning you, you do an hour and you got you know uh some classes you do at night you know maybe a couple of kids classes and an adult class it's still not an eight hour day so you got stuff you could do whatever during the day you know maximize right. your money maximize your profits make more money doing other stuff or keep your days to just you know riding on your boat and do whatever you want to do like that's fine too it's you know really up to you what, what do you want to do what are you trying to get out of life right yeah, I mean, yeah, that's best way to look at it. I just, I, I just feel like I would, if I'm going to a school and I'm paying that type of money, I, I really want to feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah, you know, because especially being at like at a large school, um, if you're not necessarily like a standout type of person, you, you kind of like fall to the wayside, and then you know you feel yourself just being left behind because it's like you can't get that interaction with the instructor that you want to and they're not paying you the type of attention because you're not a competitor and stuff like mm-hmm. that so it's a lot of oh man it's a lot of factors when it comes to you you know you got right. some schools that are very heavily competitive schools you know just you're going to go there if you're a competitor you know mm-hmm. you've got some schools where they're kind of in between then you got some schools that are very heavily built on self-defense and they don't roll a lot. And a lot of people mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it really just depends on what you really want to do as a, as a student. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with the student that really doesn't want to roll. Um, right. Because rolling a lot of times is where a high percentage of the people get hurt. And you might have someone, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're a doctor or something or they're a barber and they use their hands. And they just don't want to take that chance to get hurt, but they want to learn jujitsu. So right. Maybe, self-defense jiu-jitsu school where they don't roll too much might be a good thing for them. And you have mm-hmm. some guys that maybe they wrestled in high school and they want that, that aggressiveness. Well, maybe a competitive school might be good for you. Right. So I think, you know, there, there's a bunch of different types of schools out there. And I think that's a good thing. You know, it gives people options. 
You know, like I said, yeah. that when I started, there was no options. We had one school and one school only over here. Your next school was 45 minutes away, you know, and that, that's, you know, what I did forever. I traveled 45 minutes away because I, you know, I was no longer going to go to the school that was here, you know, for whatever reasons. But uh, yeah, now they got options. Now here in my area, there's probably about 15 schools. Like you're in Detroit, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. My sister lives out there in Michigan. I'm about to come your way next time I, uh, I come out there because I want to go to Detroit so bad. But she's over like in the Byron Center area. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Come on, man. We'd love, yeah. to, we'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I try to at least because my mom's up there and I try to go see her. She's sick. I try to go see her like every couple of months. Okay. I think you're about two, yeah. two three hours away, though, and uh, where she's at. Oh yeah, that's a nice drive on top of another. That's a nice travel on top of a good drive. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, jujitsu schools starting to pop up here in Detroit and like in the metro area. Um, like we got a tenth planet here now in Royal Oak. Um, I see that. Yep. A couple of Gracie schools, you know, around Michigan. Um. There's a big one that opened up a few years ago, like in downtown Detroit. Um, I still have to go check them out. But, yeah, it's it's vastly growing where, you know, schools are just popping up left and right. You know, just as, you know, as a new school owner, try not to fall in that McDojo, <laughs> you know, category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you, you want to, like, I, I do feel jiu-jitsu's gotten a lot. It, it's been watered down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We probably haven't gotten as watered down as we're going to get. But a lot of it is so you can retain students and you can keep students. Right. Uh, you know, you got a lot of schools out there that they're not letting the, the students roll until they get like a blue belt or, you know, a certain amount of months. And uh, I think that, you know, keeps that certain type of student there, you know. And then you got some of the schools out there that, you know, you're rolling day one. And people people like that, too, you know. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think I would have stayed with Jiu-Jitsu if I didn't get to roll day one. I think I would have you know, I wouldn't have done it. I would, I probably wouldn't have got my black belt. You know, I would have never No, If you had to tell me like, yeah, you know, you can come to class and participate, but when it's time to roll, you, you can't, you have to sit, you know, until your blue belt. Well, how would I know what I'm good at or what am I capable of if I can't roll? (laughs) So no, that was my funnest part, you know, like, um, you know, going up through the ranks and training, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the technique aspect of it. And I'm like a jujitsu nerd. So like I was the type of person like I, I like Eddie Bravo before Eddie Bravo was like likable. I like Eddie Bravo when you told anyone in your school that you like Eddie Bravo, they laughed at you. I mean, and a lot of people don't realize that that was the case in 2007, 2008. You know, he didn't really get the name that he has up until like recently, you know, where mm-hmm. started doing the ABI, ABIs and stuff. You know, everyone was like, right. oh, you know, uh, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I had all his books. I had the Jean-Jacques Machado online. I was just like the complete jujitsu nerd, you know, just mm-hmm. watching everything that I could watch on top of learning from, you know, whatever instructor I was with. And, you know, anytime I get caught in something or I see something, I'd go right back and I, I, I'd try to find it. So I like my jujitsu is a very mixed mosh jujitsu of just everything. Yeah. Everything I've, I've learned across the ways, you know, and, and, and throughout the time I've been doing jujitsu and I still to this day do it. I still like my BJJ fanatics account is unreal. All the stuff that I, 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 
I've, I've been I've been fortunate enough not to not to buy anything yet, but Jesus Christ, my cart! <laughs> yeah, I got like yeah, like I see it. I'm like, oh, I like that. I gotta get that. I gotta get that. I, I gotta, you know, know what he's doing or what's his approach on this. I gotta know. Right. And and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really like I'm big on technique, uh, super big on technique because you know I'm an asthmatic, so for me. I can't go that super fast pace. You know, I got to be real methodical about everything, like a slower pace game. And that's why I do like yeah. guys like Eddie Bravo and, and stuff like that. Cause if you look, he's not that super fast go at you type guy, you know, which I feel Eddie's got one of the best half guards in the business. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I think his lockdown and what he does with that is just is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, 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 I've definitely learned uh, love to learn the lockdown. Um, I find myself playing bottom half a lot, um, you know, and you know, just you know, just kind of build it from that. But yeah, dude, it's like with me, I, I'm that same way, dude. I, I love jujitsu. I love learning. I'm more hands on than just you know, mm -hmm. just watching videos. Because me and my training partner and you know, and my instructor stuff, we see the videos back and forth all day, all day. Yeah. And I watch them. But if something catches my eye, I get mad because I can't train it. Like I can't rep it right then and there. You know, I'm, you know, my wife, my poor wife is started getting beat up on because I like, hey, let me let me do this real quick. <laughs> let, me, let me just see how this is real quick. But yeah, like if if we're you know if me and you are rolling, man, and you know I get caught in something, immediately I'm like, okay, show me how you got me. Yeah, I need to see what you just did. You know, so that's how jujitsu is. I, I tell my students all the time, like jujitsu is you're throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall until something sticks. Yep. You know, or you're going counter for counter for counter for counter until that person doesn't know the counter. That's jujitsu. Yep. Especially that's when you get up, yeah, when you get up through the uh, through the higher ranks. And and yeah. that's funny, you say bottom half. I think like right now, like I used to be known, I used to be a real big guard player, full guard, mm -hmm. you no. Know? Uh, but I got bad hips and stuff now, so it's hard for me to kind of do full guard. So I'm way more half guard, way more half guard now than I am full guard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I tell people a lot, uh, you know, the different, like different people I talk to that's, you know, all different kind of ranks, especially like, you know, blue and white belt. And they're like, you know, dude, how'd you, how'd you get this? How'd you get this? I'm like, dude, it's just trial and error, trial and error. That is like the main concept behind jujitsu. Like you said, you just throwing stuff at the wall. My, my son wants to get in here real quick. He's pacing over here. This is, this is my. Son. I know. I, it's he like a couple of times he walked past. Yeah. He slowed down in front of the camera. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? Too man. I've had I've had him doing jujitsu since he's been like he learned to walk on my mats. I actually nice. call him, his nickname is I call him Bushesha because I think he looks like Bushesha. <laughs> I told him. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Yeah, because there's like a couple of times he got got some water. Yeah, he, I saw he slow down. He's always <laughs> to get in here. Yeah. Because he, he, I told him I was going to be doing this with you. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get on there, Dad. I'm like, yeah, I'll get you on there. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. anybody who does jujitsu, man, is more than welcome. Yeah. More than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, what got you into jujitsu? Um, man, you know, it was kind of like a, it, it, it's kind of like almost like it was written for me to start training. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I've, 
I've always loved martial arts, you know, from, you know, from I know I've done like, you know, karate. I even done, you know, some MMA, things like that. And, you know, it, it never really resonated with me like that. Um, and then like one day I was working, I used to be a manager at uh, this store called FYE. It's kind of like his records and electronic mm-hmm. store or whatever. And um, one of the stores was like, you know, this GNC was like at the end. I would, you know, just go down there and kind of like look for stuff. Cause I was, at this point I was like, okay, I want to get into the gym. I think I just turned 30. Yeah, I just turned 30 and I was like, you know, I'm, I want to get more serious about working out and I need it to find something. Similar, man. And just so happened the guy that was working there, he was he was putting stuff on the shelf, but he was holding his arm like this. So I was like, you know, I went in there a couple of times. The first time I seen this, I was like, you, you know, you good? He's like, yeah, man, you know, I hurt my arm doing training. And I was like, oh, what do you do? He's like, oh, I do jujitsu. And I was like, oh, okay. And then me and him started chopping it up about it. And he, you know, he invited me out to, to the uh to our school. But we ended up going to like a um affiliate school for like open mat. And you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, big guy, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm pretty strong. I should be okay. First guy I rolled with was like in his 40s, late 50s, older guy, and just whooped me. He was a blue belt. He just whooped me. And so I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. Then I rolled with someone else who was a white belt, younger guy. So I'm like, okay, maybe more my speed. Got whooped. And I was just like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like this. I I I, I hate it. But then it's, it just stuck in my head. Like, dude, how did this older, younger, you know, how this older, smaller guy beat me? How this younger, smaller guy beat me? And stuff like that. So I just... You know, got like I said, started doing more research about it and got and I got hooked, signed up for class like that following week, and it was like, Yep, this is this is where I'm gonna be. This is <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do. So I've been stuck in it ever since, man. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. It's it's one of those things, like I said, I, I feel like it happened at the time it was supposed to happen, and I was at a a very um weird place in my life you know i was like yeah boom i just hit 30 so life was just like oh snap you're like you know mm-hmm. you're that big 3-0 your your younger eight your younger years is over with so it's time to figure out what you want to do and it's just like yeah let me let me get into this let me find something to do and once i got like a, maybe like a month or two in, into like classes um my instructor got his black belt i was like a two-stripe white belt so i saw that i saw him get his black belt <clears throat> under um his uh, instructor, Master Joe Moera, um, who was part of, you know, the earlier UFCs. And I, so I knew about him, you know, I knew about him or whatever. And, you know, you meet someone iconic as that. And it's just like, and you find out he's like one of the most humblest guys you ever meet. And, you know, and it's just like the name that you would just, that started to pop up once you find out who does jujitsu. And it's just like, it just became so intriguing to me. And I was like, yeah, I, I can, I like this. I'm going to stick yeah. around for this a little bit. That's cool, so, man. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, fun, man. Fun, funny, funny story, man. Because I was I always think like, man, if I never would have walked in that GNC, would I ever found you? Like, would I, would I have ever found jujitsu? Well, I that's probably would have found it, but, but yeah. not the school that I ended up at. Yeah, it's possible. Like, if I never would have seen a sign that said Brazilian Submission Wrestling outside of Sam's Club, I, you know, who knows? My, my, I wish I would have found it sooner, to be honest with you. But it, it just wasn't as accessible, yeah. you know, that, like, I went, I did end up going to, like, the first school that opened in my area. You know, he was only yeah. open for a couple months. He was, like, in the rec center. 
but yeah, I wish I would have found it sooner. I wish I could have been one of them guys like my son saying, oh yeah, I've been doing this since I've been three years old, you know? I know, right? That'd be awesome. That'd be and awesome. I was born on the, I was born on the mats. Because <laughs> yeah. even before I, you know, I linked up with him, I was looking for jujitsu. I was looking for martial arts schools. I was looking for anything, you know, from boxing to what, you know, uh, whatever I can find. And the few people that I've came across really left like a bad taste in my mouth when it came to came to it. Um, like, you know, Crunk's Gym is one of the biggest boxing gyms. And, you know, if you know boxing, you know Crunk's Gym. And one of the guys who happened to be in, um, a coach there, you know, he comes to the store and I saw his jacket. And, you know, I was polite. He's like, hey, you know, sir, you know, you got a, you got a second. And I saw your jacket. I just want to ask you a couple questions. She's like, yeah. I was like, you know, are you, you know, what's your affiliation with Crunk? She's like, I'm a, I'm a coach over there. So I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, you know, I'm asking about it. I was like, yeah, because I want to get into boxing or something of the sort. And he immediately cut me off. He's like, yeah, bro, if you're not trying to fight to be a pro fighter, I, I, we, there's nothing for us to talk about. I just kind of like walked away from that. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was like, oh, okay, that's whatever. And then came across this one jujitsu, uh, one uh, mixed martial arts school and, you know, met with the instructor and he was kind of asking me like, oh, what are you trying to get into? What are you trying to do? Blah, blah, blah. You see all those pictures on the wall, all those guys became champions and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, that's cool and all, but as of right now, I just want to do something, get in shape, get healthy, you know, and whatnot. I'm not looking to compete as of right now. But once again, he was like, well, you know, if you don't have that mindset to compete, then, you know, this da 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 just kind of like talked me out of joining the school. So I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, like, what do I do next? But, you know, fast forward, I met my good friend, Adam, and, you know, boom, rest is history. That, yeah, I was kind of in that same path. I was, uh, I had like a cell phone store out there in Vero Beach. And at the time I had it out there, Buddy McGirt was uh, one of like the big trainers out there in Vero Beach. So he had mm-hmm. guys in Toro Gotti and all that stuff that would be out there. And uh, Buddy McGirt, he's got a son too, James McGirt Jr. And I would talk to him all the time. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to come over and I might, I might start boxing. They were cool though. They, 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 they weren't like, hey, if you're not going to, you know, fight and win championships, you can't come here. Like, oh yeah, man, you can come. It's hot as hell because we're in like a storage unit garage or whatever, but you could come if you want to. I, I just never ended up doing it. But like, then I got into the uh, jujitsu and I was like, oh yeah, this, this is for me. I, I'm more of a grappler than I'm a striker anyway. I think I'd not yeah. grappling. Yeah, like I, I've done MMA and it's just like, it's cool, but man, just being punched is just like, you know what? It's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. Everybody. Uh, you know, there was a, a point like when I got, I want to say I was probably like a, a brown belt that I was going to, I was going to do MMA and I, I started training with, you know, all the guys to do MMA. It, it just never happened. I never ended up getting a match or anything like that, but I'm happy that I did because it, it, it got me to understand how to use jujitsu while getting punched in your face. Yeah. Because it's different. A lot of people like, you know, some people are going to be able to still do it and they'll utilize some of the things that are going on so they can get into positions and others are just going to crumble. Mm-hmm. You got to find out well, which guy am I? Am I the guy that's going to crumble or am I the guy that's going to be still able to use my, my jujitsu? So, yeah. And, and we, we uh, definitely drill that at our school. Um, our instructor, who, you know, Gracie, no, Gracie lineage. So like that, you know, you, what you, you, if you're not able to do this in a, you know, what someone's punch you in the face, you can't do it at all. 
it changes jujitsu. Like it changes jujitsu, right? Plus yeah. One time you're a brown belt, second time, what, purple belt, third time, you know, <laughs> going down those ranks. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's been a big part of our game, big part of our testing. Um, like we just had two people test for blue and purple belt uh, right before, was it before or after Christmas? Before the new year, for sure. But I think it was like the week after Christmas. But yeah, that's a part of our test. You have to be able to defend yourself to get someone's punching you. Um at blue belt is one on like you did a couple one on ones, but and at purple, brown, and black, it's two on ones. Mm. So you know, um, you got to defend yourself, be able to you know get them, to, you know take them down, secure them down, to, you know, and stop them from punching you. It's all part of your test. Like I said, yeah, if you're yeah, you can be a black belt in jujitsu or whatever, but someone some punches you in the face, and this is the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. That's going out the window. You, you I mean, you with takedowns too. You'd be surprised how many black belts are out there that, that, that can't take people down. They don't know takedowns. Right. They, they can't do them, you know, especially yeah, in a live, live setting because they're so used to it. They're competing, pulling guard, you know, all the time. And, you know, it totally takes out the definitely, I think, the self-defense aspect of jiu-jitsu. You're not pulling guard in a street fight, you know. No. You're not getting into street fight either. But if you were to happen to, you ain't pulling guard. Right. Please don't, please don't butt scoot. Please yeah. don't butt scoot. <laughs> I love, remember when Kim Yale did that? I don't know if you uh, ever seen that uh, video he did where he like, he said who? From Kit Dale. He's like one of Craig Jones's friends from Australia. You got to look him up. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny dude. Uh, it was like this thing where this dude like bumps into him and they start saying words and all of a sudden he jumps and he starts butt scooting. He's like, what's up? <laughs> it's pretty funny. You got to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got I'm going to have to find a video, but. It's crazy. Yeah, man, we, world champions have won world championships by butt scooting. Tons, yeah. tons. It's it's crazy. I mean, in the sport, you know, in jujitsu, obviously, it's, it's acceptable, and I don't really see too much wrong with it. Like in jujitsu, it's just that you're not going to apply that everywhere. You know. Right. Right. It's you know, not, I like to look at. Too. Yeah, and it ended horribly, but yeah. Right. I like to look at. I like to look at uh, jujitsu in a practical form. Yeah, we. The fights usually I mean, well, obviously goes to the ground, but like I said, in a street fight, I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, you want to go? All right, in my guard," you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, on you. right? Like, where you want to start? Like, what do you mean, where you want to start? Like, yeah, you want to start in my guard, your guard, half guard? What you want to do? But yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, butt scooting. <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a oh man, such a dark horse. <laughs> For like jujitsu competition, I, you know, I'm not against it. It's like I, I no. really think when when you think about jujitsu competition, I don't really think it's the toughest guy that wins. I think it's the smartest guy that wins. I think it's the guy that understands the rules, and he uses those rules to his fullest advantage. Those are the guys. Yeah. That, those are the guys. Yeah. That, a lot of a lot of like really high level matches are won by what advantages, you know. They're Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Four points advantages. Like I, that's why I, I really like when, like in my school, because I, I was never like when I was coming up through the ranks, my instructor really never went over the the point system. So you were like competing. You're like, I guess I just got to submit this fool. And if you can't submit them, you don't understand the game. But I try to explain right. up on my wall. Like these are the points for this. You know, understand what advantages are. Understand ref decisions. Understand like. When you go to a match and it's uh, uh, first to score, just try to take them down real quick, like stuff like that, you know, which uh, is sometimes boring to go over, especially if you don't have people that are competing. But if mm-hmm. you have 
people that are competing, they, they need to know it. They need to know the, these little things so they can win matches. Sometimes yeah. and win or lose. Yeah. And that's, you know, um, we have a couple guys at my, at our spot that's considered um, competing and whatnot. So I was like, all right, well, if you want to do that, you know, obviously as an instructor, I need to learn more about how the rules work and stuff like that. Cause our school was the same way. We necessarily didn't have competitors. I was kind of like one of the first people, first people that wanted to compete really. So it was kind of like, yeah, we just, we go for the kill. We don't worry yeah. about points. Like, you know, it was like points don't mean nothing. You can be up 60, you know, 60 to zero. And as soon as they, as soon as that person got zero, get that tap, they win. So there's no need for points. Well, it's a game, you know, that's what a lot of people don't realize is it's a game. You know, uh, I think if you treat it like that, instead of treating it like a fight, you treat it like a game, you're probably going to be, in my eyes, you're going to be more successful, especially if you know, understand all the rules. One of the problems that we have, though, with jiu-jitsu is there's not unified rules. So you got mm -hmm. IBJJF, and then you got, like, say, a new breed or a Naga that will be like, we go by IBJJF rules here, but then we we, we switch off. And then you got some right. tournaments that just don't go by IBJJF at all, you know, and then now you got the ADCC rules. As a coach, it gets complicated because you got all your different ages, what they can do, what all your different belt levels. So I try to tell all my people that compete, whether they're kids or adults, like, hey, understand the rules of the competition that you're going to go into. Mm -hmm. now, if you have questions about it, come and ask me. And if I know the answer, I'll, I'll try to give it to you. If I don't know the answer, I'll try to look it up, you know, and, and, and figure it out for you. Or both of us might just go in there blind and try to figure it out ourselves while we're in there. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, the rules are huge, especially when you start dealing with the kids, like what the, some of the stuff the kids can't do to what they can do. And some tournaments, they can't guillotine. Some they can. Some they can't Ezekiel. Some they can, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something, yeah, like you say, it's something that needs to be learned because my daughter, she she says it now, but she always keeps saying, like, you know, oh, she can't wait to get back to training because she wants to compete. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I, I want to try it. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to scare away from it. But at the same time, I still want her to be prepared to be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is how this yep. works. This is how that works, so on and so forth. So, so my, my son likes to play a lot of sports, but he does mm -hmm. like to compete. But like uh, this year, he he's done, you know, jujitsu. Oh, hold on, I'll, I'll tell him. Uh, he's been playing a lot more football and ba uh, basketball and stuff like that. But like clockwork, every time a competition comes up and he hears kids are going to compete, Dad, am I going to compete tomorrow? I'm like, dude, you ain't, you have trained. Yeah, that's him. But, but I, I want him to experience, like, I want him, like, for him, Jiu-Jitsu is going to be a part of his life forever. You know, his dad owns a school, his dad's a, 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 a black belt. But uh, I want him to experience all the other sports, you know, football, basketball, base, whatever he wants to do, you know, because you're only a kid once. And he, he should play all those things. Right. So, but yeah, once he's, uh, once he gets back in the training, he's ready. I, I think I'm have a good competitor on my hands. Oh man. I'm excited for him, man. I'm excited to see what, what the little guy can do. Yeah, me too. My little Bashesha. <laughs> all right, Justin, man, we got a, um, a question that we that became a staple here on Talk Your Just podcast. You know, we ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, past or present, man, who would you love to get a chance to roll with? To roll with? Yeah. I, I would love to roll with uh I would love to roll with Eddie Bravo. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
I would love to roll at Wagner. I would just like to see the whooping he'd put on me because I think that would be amazing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much about it. You know, I mean, I, I roll. I'm one of the instructors though that I roll with everybody when people come right. in. You know, I, I roll with everybody, and I've got to roll with a lot of good people through you know throughout you know my uh, my jujitsu uh, uh, career or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. like two people that I would love to get a chance to to roll with would definitely be Eddie Bravo and Wagner. Yeah, I I would love to get a chance to roll with uh, Eddie Bravo as well. Oh my God, it'd be amazing! That's why I want to roll guard at the highest level. Yeah, it'd be definitely. I think it'd be very exciting, and um, it's it's funny, but you know, only people who does jujitsu understand that when we talk about the people who we love to get that dream match in, we don't ever see ourselves winning. No, yeah, I'm I'm getting twisted. I'm getting python choked, you know. I forgot. I should have threw Marcelo Garcia in there too, because I am a big Marcelo Garcia fan as well. Yeah. Me, and my students laugh at me all the time. I've got like a million favorite techniques, and I got a million favorite jujitsu guys. You know, just de- mm-hmm. honestly, it really, just depends on the week and what I'm going over. Uh, right. Hey, Robo and Wagner have always been kind of a, a staple of mine, but man, there's so many guys. Man, Marcelo, Jacques I mean, just the list can really go on and on. I like the older, a lot of the older school guys too. I'd love to roll with Gordon. Like, I like oh, yeah. How you know what? What is Gordon like? Gordon's gonna roll me up, and it's gonna be cool though, right? Craig Jones, like right. all that stuff. That's that man. Come on, to get to train with some of the best in the world, especially yeah, at my like age, Nick. forty-seven. Who oh yeah, oh yeah, who yeah. Nikki Rod and um, yeah, Nikki Rod is definitely another Nikki person Rod, that's yeah. on my list. Where it's like, uh, I would love and Craig Jones, Craig Jones too. Just give so. me time to tap. That's all I ask. Just give me. That's time it. To that's it. I'm that's good. it. I'm good. <laughs> I know we're gonna get like maybe like a 15, maybe 20 second match in, but let me yeah, <laughs> let me feel yeah. around a little bit. Let me get, yeah, you yeah, know. For sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that it'll be fun. Like I said, I it's it's just funny how like you know we talk about the people we want to roll with. And it's like, yeah, we're gonna get destroyed, but it'll be the best experience ever. Well, think about that's jujitsu though. You're coming yeah, that's up, jujitsu, yeah. Especially if you came from like 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 a school environment, you know, some guys go a different route and they get their black belts or whatever, but you got a lot of guys that, you know, they came from the school environment. And if you came from a mm-hmm. decent school where you had traveling people come in, you got to get a lot of roles in. And yeah. also hopefully you got whooped a lot. Yeah. Because that's what's going to make you a good, you know, whatever belt rank you are. Like if you're always that guy, that's always beating everybody all the time. You got a question, you know, is where I'm at, is this, is this good? Right. Yeah. I'm always yeah. You know, the hill over here. So you, you, you have to get, you know, you got to get humbled every once in a while in jujitsu. It still happens, you know, it happens to me, you know, all the time and it should, because mm-hmm. I, I would start to question the sport if it didn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If I was able to steamroll everybody I meet, I'd be like, all right, what, what's problem. going on? That'd yeah. Be big problem. Big problem. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you, Justin, on that one. But yeah, man, if you got any other questions for me, man, fire away. If not, man, you know, let the people know what you got coming up. Um, you know, shout out your school. Uh, the floor is all yours. Hey, man, I really appreciate it, man. I think this is awesome what you're doing. Uh, uh, keep it up. Uh, this was like, what, an hour? It was really enjoyable. If you ever, you know, want to do it again, I'm down. Uh, like I said, I'll come visit you maybe, hopefully, if I'm uh, in that uh, the area. Because I, I do want to visit Detroit. Likewise, you want to ever come down here to Florida, let me know. You know, we get some uh, some training in and stuff. And yeah, man, I, I I like I like what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. This is great, dude. 
Man, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, the, the list the list keeps growing, man. On all these schools that I wanna I wanna visit, um, but in due time, I'm starting to put a list of like where everyone's at. I got a lot of people in Florida, Texas, um, a few in Arizona that I want to go see. So I, I, I want to eventually be able to just visit a lot of the the guests that I've had on the show. It's a lot. So, awesome. so you do like a little traveling one too, which would be cool, you know, like a vlog. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the plan. That's awesome. that's definitely the plan. Yeah. Yep. All right, brother. But yeah, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Justin one more time for coming on the show and bless us with his jujitsu knowledge. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.